Hello. I am a non-pig. I can't believe you got invited to the premiere. Guys, how cool is this echo? No one can hear it. You're adding it in post, idiot. I'm the one that's on three podcasts. This is so cool. This podcast is nothing without me. Guardians to the Ascendant Lorecast. I'm Anonpig, and with us this week we have Purple Chimera. Purple, thanks for being such a good sport on that cold open. Uh, for anyone wondering, I come up with these and everyone just sort of goes along, and this one had to be the most difficult for her because uh, she's she's too sweet for her own good. But <laughs> how has your week been? It's been well. I'm excited to for you guys to go to California. Yeah, I'm excited to go. <laughs> we're, we uh, also have a special returning guest, uh, Guardian. He's been on before several times, actually, but he's back to hang out again. Uh, so how was your week, man? It was good. I, I've been uh, loving hearing all about uh, you going to L.A. this week. <laughs> not, not at all. Like, we've, we played <laughs> together once, and I mentioned it in that once moment you're on twitter constantly don't follow me (laughs) i do follow you (laughs) and also 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 we have another guest sentinel dad how are you man what's going on man i'm super glad to be here again and uh can i just say that your twitter feed is how i drink my coffee in the morning it's the best reality (laughs) trash tv money can't buy yeah I, I do I think that adequately sums it up. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I I get I get embarrassed now, um, like humble brag, but I have like really awesome people follow me, like in the community wise, and I'm like, oh shit, I can't, I can't post this. Those people follow me. They'll look at this and be like, why the fuck am I following this guy? And and then you do it. Anyway. Yeah, and then I do it anyway because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> fuck it. Do that, <laughs> and it, so far if anything it's only gotten me more followers so clearly i'm doing something right um my week but no uh think, things are good um <laughs> just doing some uh, charity stuff here and there and uh, you and guardian join me in doing some destiny lore talk for uh streamers for sin yeah that, uh, was, that was a lot of fun that was fun it's always it's always fun to do uh charity things it's always good to do your part but um, we'll we'll actually get something. We'll actually be getting to um, you in a second about a charity uh, piece. Mm-hmm. But this week we will be talking all about Toland. But like we said last week, he's kind of a huge subject. So this time we're going to be talking about him after <clears throat> Eris and Ariana and the rest failed in their attempt to take down Crota. So now we're going to move on to the weekly highlight. And apparently, uh, this is one of my catchphrases, uh, Baxter. So, weekly highlights will vary with each episode. They can include community stories, fanfiction, gear, weapon text, grimoire, general hype, etc. This week's weekly highlight is not going to be your interview, Baxter, because we bumped it out for Settled Dad. 
Senadol, you Second. have you have a charity stream to plug. Let's hear it. Um. Yeah. So on uh, about five days away, um, four and a half, we're going to be doing a charity stream, 24-hour stream, starting on May 20th at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, it's going to be for uh, v- veterans for 24 hours, and we actually chose three different charities. It benefits uh, veterans and um, uh, troops that are deployed for the U.S., Canada, uh, the U.K., and Australia. Um, and the three different charities are stackup.org, Vets Canada, and Help for Heroes UK. Um, it's all going to be hosted by our uh, Twitch. It's just twitch.tv slash sundownersgaming. Uh, for all the updates and info, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at sundownergaming. And I think, Peggy, you have a slot. I want to say it's at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that day. So. You know, I, sw- I swear to God, it keeps moving because I thought it was I thought it was twelve, and then I saw it was one, and now you're saying it's two. So now I have no idea. I'm gonna be somewhere. I'm gonna be somewhere in there. We'll, we'll figure it out. But measure a spot now. <laughs> no, you're just been two p.m. the entire time. You still pay attention. Well, you know, you, like you know what I should do? I should tweet it at you. Then you'll fucking remember it. I would not. <laughs> no, just tweet it at me because then I'll remind him. Yeah, he Guardians Guardian should be with me on that day, hopefully. Uh, Guardian and his wife, actually, and whoever else we can we can get together to go. Hopefully, <clears throat> go into a raid. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Question <laughs> mark? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Go into the raid. Uh, talk some lore about the raid. Maybe Crota's end. Keep it simple. And uh, yeah, that's got cool. some good lore, you know. That's yeah, cool. no, but um, you're helping out uh, a bunch of their podcasts. Uh, yeah, so R- many. The RNG Cast, uh, the Destiny Down Under podcast, um, both in the Destiny Tracker um, podcast network, by the way. So um, <laughs> there's also um, Fireborn Radio is helping out with it. Um, the Destiny Addicts podcast. Destiny Massive Breakdowns podcast, awesome. Dad Tales, yeah. Destiny Ghost Stories, um, and a couple other streamers like Hidden In from Dirt Fan and Lar Apocalyptic. So it's it's gonna be a good time. Uh, we're really excited about it. Now that that is a that is a great list of uh, for the the ones that were peppered in there. A uh, great list of podcasts that everyone should actually go check out. And uh, if you are a fan <clears throat> of RNG Cast, I actually know they just. Um, started the first year well yeah this is this is their first year uh they've they've reached their anniversary and in so um i guess they started a t-shirt campaign it would technically Mm -hmm. be called so you know if if you're a fan of them go check out uh their t-shirt and actually i know this is only like episode 33 for us but we're actually like right on the cusp of one year too it's we 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 just missed a lot of episodes one episode took a month off another episode <laughs> there's a lot of internal changes that just kept making us go well uh, can't do it this week or next week <laughs> we, we try that we we try to we try to put out a good show uh and speaking of a good show why don't why don't we get right into it um so toll in the shattered uh purple purple would you like to start <clears throat> us off sure awesome. this is Ghost Fragment the Hellmouth. I am dead. Vel is spectacularly dead. 
Omar and Sai are quite dead too. Ariana, poor Ariana. She was so very bright at the end, wasn't she? A brave light. But Crota was unmoved. That shadow is detached from its source. Light makes, makes it darker. I could feel his presence, and if I still had a ghost, I am sure it would have screamed. I, too, am detached from my source. The charming ear Ute made her introductions, and I was very pleased to meet her. We had a conversation, a little tete-a-ute, a couple old wizards exchanging definitions. I defined myself a friend. She defined for me the quiddity of death, and she sang the song of that fearful autonomy. Revelation, my friends, it does go down hard. The definition killed me. The killing redefined me. This is the shape and the point of the tooth. Nothing has ever lived that will not die. Now I fly between gre green black suns in the labyrinth beyond Crota's god star. This is the overworld, the sea of screams, where the throne universities of the great hive fester in eternal majesty. I move among them. I map the shapes and connections of this world. I want to appear in the tower and taunt them. Low, low, I never sleep. I dance in light and shadow. I never sleep. I will never die. I will never die. I want to ask them, if you followed your laws here to this trembling, fearful place, of what use were those laws? But I have work to do. I shout into deep places. Osiris, I call. Osiris, Osiris, can you hear me? Sometimes I think he answers. Sometimes I wonder what became of Eris. She was very tenacious. For the first time, I am lonely. And then the uh, Lost to Light quest says, is a quote from Eris Morn, and it says, The fabric of our world puckers and tears around the dreadnought. The seams of this fabric are the ruptures, cracks that allow Oryx to walk as he wills, as he wills. Toland can be our guide, even in death. So I actually have, I have a few things that I want to cover about that first card. But first I got to ask, did you know I was going to ask you to read the first card? No. Because that was like, it sounded like you would rehearse that before we'd started. <laughs> it, it, really, it really did. That was, that was like, I was, I was like... Do we clap? What do we, what, what? <laughs> it was a perfect, like, nice, like, kind of, like, still slightly innocent, but yeah. still slightly crazy, <laughs> like, right, like, tone. He, <laughs> like, God, like, we're really, we're really becoming professional, and I'm going to stumble over every word. I'm just going to call it now on my first card. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. I I had to say something. Um, but so something that we actually learned a while ago. I forgot who told us this, but every item, every card, every thing is written in a perspective. So when you read something, understand that someone thought it, someone said it. Uh, Gosh, I wonder who said that. Who said it? Me. <laughs> no, no, a bungee guy said it. In the I I said it in the podcast that I did for Ishtar when I did a solo podcast about about um, researching. Yeah, but you were quoting a bungee guy. No, I was quoting my history degree. I think you were inadvertently quoting a bungee guy. I'm almost I'm, I'm almost positive. I'm the only person who I'm ever said that. Almost positive, <laughs> Seth Dickinson said it. 
almost positive who wrote books of sorrow for anyone wondering either way with that in mind a big thing with this card is this is the shape and the point of the tooth nothing has ever lived that will not die and the fangavir you scout rifle from crota's end this is the shape and the point of the tooth nothing has ever lived that will not die so even though it is a quote from toland given this card nothing is actually said it doesn't say parentheses toland the shattered or anything like that it is it is toland's quote but it's not it's not um calling out his name so you with every card you have to understand there is a, a perspective there is uh god what's the word there is an a narrator mm-hmm. um the voice of the narrator can be a character like in this case it's toland yeah. um and a, a lot of cade's cards are are told in cade's voice um a lot of novels are written in the third person and they kind of have that generic omniscient narrator who describes the scenes and the actions and also they can have their own um bias i know that's what you said Mm-hmm. where just because if someone says something like if Zavala says something that means that's what Zavala thinks or Zavala knows but someone else might know more or think they know more so just because it's written on a card even if it's written on a card that this is this might not because someone might be wrong <laughs> Yeah, well, and it depends on your perspective. You know, this is something that comes up a lot in, like, police reports of a crime with eyewitnesses. You know, if you're all standing in a circle, everyone has a different perspective, and you might see something that the person across from you didn't see because Mm -hmm. there was an object or a body that blocked what was happening. Um, And that's the true in, in this. That's a very simplified version. But in things like this as well, you have to consider what the speaker knows in order to understand what why they drew the conclusion that they drew. Absolutely. So, um, uh, Sentinel Dad, would you like to read the next card for us? With, uh, like, there to there, sure where the double break is, just in case you forgot yep. the format. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget, to, I always forget <clears throat> to mention that before we start. Uh, this is Court of Oryx. Oryx ascends from the nether world. The knights like hot stone, the beasts like scarred bone, walk at his side. Who walked in front of him? His daughters, with the truth behind them, between them? Who walked at his side? His priest of worms, whose tribute tasted like an egg? Who walked behind him? Golgoroth, who festered? Who walked within him? The satiated worm? It was hungry, but it was fed. They preceded him. These ones surrounded Oryx. They were beings who know no rest or doubt, who eat nor shed any flesh, who drink no clear poison, who take away the weakness from the weak, whose violence is tithed to Oryx, so that he may devour without being devoured. Are you following this? Would it help if I etched a few notes on the margins? I don't shuck my mortal form and smuggle this nightmare arcana back to the waking world for the benefit of that masked hypocrite's drooling loyal orthodox. 
Whoever finds this, I hope you're sharp. I hope you read closely. Oryx depends on his court. Oryx depends on his shrines. Do you see why? Punish that dependence. It's another uh, great example of perspective. Uh, Sorry. Another another, uh, perspective of Toland, who's saying... Um, I didn't shuck my mortal form and smuggle this nightmare arcana back to the waking world for the benefit of that masked hypocrite's drooling loyal orthodox. So, very aggressively attacking the speaker. <laughs> awesomely. Yeah, also, also yeah. awesomely. Now, no, um, I, I love it. It's like reading Dickens or something like that. <laughs> like, it's just the way it's composed is just phenomenal. I, I agree. That is awesome. But uh, unless anyone else has anything to say, Guardian, why don't you take the next one? <clears throat> Echo of Oryx. Abase yourself. Weapons and instruments. Submit yourself. Shapes and gliders. Automata all. I am Oryx, Lord of Shapes, Carver of Tablets. Behold my performance of the last true shape, the final axiom. Witness the space that I define. I approach... <sighs> I feel bad when there's words I can't read. I approach the uh, asymptote? Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. I approach the asymptote. I grow vast across topologies. I am not simply connected. Dearest guardian, I write to you from a place of high contempt. Aww. No, no, no. Don't be offended. Don't be superficial. <laughs> it's in the architecture of these faces. They look down on you. I wonder out there, or I wonder out here, in worlds cut by sharp hive swords, and I send back these messages for you. Of Oryx, that admirable monarch. I have only a little to say. Why? Because he is all in the action. Fellow traveler. His philosophy is all on display. He has twinned himself so closely to the power he admires. He has become many-placed, many-formed, sending out emissaries of himself to ask after the truth. In each act of his power, Oryx seeks to incarnate the self-sustaining, immortal Thuzerenti that he worships power that he uses to wash is taken clean and etch them into useful shapes. Listen. Listen. Understand, you simpleton. It's entirely obvious. Orcs inhabits a world where power is truth. To win is to be noble and to be real. When he departs from that world out into the material universe, he is lessened. The echoes of orcs go forth to ask a question. Are you the truth? And that means, well, you see, I'm sure. I picked that card especially for you because it says "Dearest Guardian" and then insults you. <laughs> Guardian down. <laughs> you spelt it wrong though on the notes. Well, Toland did. I didn't. I didn't just copy paste him. What a jerk. Blame Toland. Blame the writers at Bungie. They spelled my name wrong. Hey, Bungie writers have spelt things wrong before. It's true. I, I have I have 
maybe. You have no idea how many times we get an API update and they like moved a dash. Like, <laughs> 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 All right. Well, um, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna take a break right here. Um, and I'm I'm sort of hoping everyone knows what this break is. So I'm just gonna read what I have what I have is written. It a down drum here. break. Yeah, a, a drum break. No, no, we don't. We don't have musical breaks. We're not Crucible Radio. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, hey, everyone, we're gonna take an interruptive break right here. Are you ready, listeners? As promised, hidden within an episode will be the secret code to enter for a Cade Six figure. These are, of course, the Cade Six figures that GameStop handed out to very few people, and we know you want one. So, are you ready? Are you? Are you? Has this? interrupted the flow of the show enough that you were like oh hey ice king you look sick i mean sorry not that not, sorry not that you were like oh man i should really listen because i want that Cade figure well here's the code word more cowbell you get that because really i need more cowbell it's almost as if i have a fever and the code word is more cowbell Can we get sued for that? I don't think so. I Why hope would not. we get sued for that? I don't know. Like maybe te- fucking Christopher Walken will just get like really upset with me. <laughs> technically, you could get sued from that. Hopefully, you don't. Yeah, but technically, you could. Like that's that's sort of like that's sort of like a trademarked bit, isn't it? Colonel Angus. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, let's just keep going. <laughs> So everyone listening, email us. <clears throat> excuse me. Email us your address with the code word more cowbell, and you will be entered in the giveaway for a Cade Six figure. We only ask for your address in the email, so no one sends duplicate emails. And we're doing it this way because we want to give it to the listeners, not just on Twitter, where we're, we're going to say retweet this for an entry, and then people that don't even care about us get the 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 chance to win we want to give back to to you guys because you were the guys that we're doing this for you know you're the reason why we're here do you want to tell them our email address it is destinylorecast at gmail.com i sort of hope that they would have known that though i hope so that's part of the challenge they have to get to the email email. it's we can't just hold their hand that's how you know they're loyal they know the email also (laughs) technically we're not going to mail it you just have to come to my house and pick it up don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that is so creepy. <laughs> okay, so, Oryx Rebuked. In, in world the stars never shone, the worm never bred in our flesh. We lived for a day. Our teeth were too short. We were hungry for things we could not eat. Hello again, it's me. I'm sure you know my name. Let's talk a while. Let me talk I do take a debased joy in speaking again to small human form heads. When Crota's victory over our little blue world seems certain, a moment of silence now for waning whose directness I admired. It was Oryx who called his child back into the nether world to plan final victory. It was to Oryx that the violence of his spawn was tithed. Oryx is the wielder and the servant of a terrible truth. He has predicated himself on it. He pursued across thousands of Cairn worlds his quest to embody it, and you have seen the force of that truth expanded to create these taken. 
he is not a simple thing to kill. He wants to be isomorphic to, con to conquest, to triumph, to killing and death. He is syllogism now, in, but in time he hopes to become an axiom. This is his strength and his fatal weakness. For if ever he falters in his performance, if the inflow flow of devastation ever falls behind his expenditure of ruin, he will be consumed. If he is ever outmatched, then by the terms of his own existence, he will cease. It is to Oryx himself in the heart of the dreadnought that armors and encapsulates his throne world that you must make your last and surest argument. Good luck. Do let me know if a vacancy opens. All right. Uh, Central, why don't you read uh, the next one for us? Sure thing. King's Fall. Where are you going? No, wait, listen. I was right at first. In the ever-expanding blighted place, even light must obey the sword logic. Even you, guardians, you best and brightest of the dying dawn, you drew blood in honor of the taken king. The war priest did his duty, and you did yours. Oryx was challenged, yes, but challenged in the way of the hive, which, to, which is to say that challenge is worship, is challenge, is power. Sword logic. You played your part well. You are not supposed to touch the light. How did you find your way into the king's cellars? How did you even recognize that benighted draught for what it was? Do you not know that the hive pursued light precisely for the purpose of devouring it with slavering jaws and slick, greedy, gulping throats? How did you take her, or rather untake, the blighted light that Oryx gathered to offer in sacrifice to Akka and ignite it so that it burned and burned the darkness? It was barely light anymore, but you took it, and when you took it, you did not keep it. You set it free. You fools! You disastrous, bumbling squanderers. It's not right. Who now shall be first navigator, lord of shapes, harrowed god, taken king? Not you. You might have been kings and queens of the deep, but you have toppled Oryx and you have not replaced him. There must be a strongest one. It is the architecture of these spaces. Why are you leaving? So um, I really like this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reference this later because we actually have a question. But Toland here makes a pun. How did you take, or rather untake, the blighted light that Oryx gathered? Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> it's it's good. It is. I like it. <laughs> like it's okay. We we, we just killed a god. Time for the puns. <laughs> I think this is one of my favorite hive cards. Yeah. Just it's so great to see Tolan basically yelling at us like why how did you even do this? Like something that even Tolan doesn't know we were capable of, hmm. capable of. Like how did you why did you do that? Just his anger at us just leaving after killing Oryx. It's, <laughs> it's so it's so grandiose just to hear that um or see that raw emotion that he's just so frustrated he just kind of lets it all out it's fantastic and i really just i really just wish that we could actually answer i was like i don't know i just saw these balls and i walked into it 
<laughs> I think that was the worst part is like seeing the raid and like oh this is how we're supposed to and it's like going through it and getting to the war priest and going through like why are we here yeah. and then watching the raid along and then reading this it's like wait like how did we actually go there like we just stumbled upon the cellar and found the light and took it and then got to Oryx and then took his light and killed him with it like how, what how the, did we the just lore, stumble into that the lore makes it much more grand than what actually happened. It's like, how did you do that? <laughs> well, there was this big circle. I I went in it, and then I then I went out. It's like, like you see what what it happened was. <laughs> there was all this talk about shapes, and I saw the circle on the ground. I was like, oh, that must be it. I was going to go. Means that our guardians are actually a lot more intelligent than us. <laughs> I was gonna go to LA, but I saw the circle instead. <laughs> that's that's why that's why we win. We just win on dumb luck. It's it's like paracausality. You cannot predict dumb luck. I feel like that sums up Guardians nicely. It's just dumb luck. <laughs> One of the things that I like about this card is that it brings up the fact that this is what we do is something that Toland didn't anticipate Mm. like he's been explaining the sword logic to us and he's been like he's obvious regardless of any amount of crazy like he's obviously very intelligent Mm -hmm. and he thinks things through and he understands the sword logic and how to you know he's teaching us how to go through and how to defeat oryx and yet this was a step that he didn't not only did he not anticipate but it never even occurred to him which puts him in a really interesting space as a somewhere between a guardian and not. Right, be, be, because everything he does is so calculated, and so this just totally throws him off guard. Yeah. Actually, I think uh, it's kind of interesting because it, it feels like Toland is one of the people like Osiris where they started looking outside of the light. And they, they didn't necessarily focus on the light itself. They focused on looking to outside sources. And we see Toland really is obsessed with the hive and figuring them out so much where he knows what the court is. He knows how to defeat orcs and he knows all this information. And then to have guardians of the light who aren't focusing on the power of the darkness, but who are focusing and training with the light, use the light to defeat a form of the darkness. Kind of interesting to see like, He's moved over into this other kind of like form of study, and he's kind of looking back and going, "Wait, how did you do that with that form that I abandoned so long ago?" And actually, it's it was it's it's, it's so hard. It was so hard for me to not just like yell at you to shut up. Uh, thank you so much, Purple, for saying that because you actually made something sort of click. Here here are the first lines in each of the cards. Are you following this? Would it help if I etched a few notes on the margins? I didn't shuck my mortal form, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Dearest Guardian, I write to you from a place of high contempt. No, no, no. Don't be offended. Don't be so superficial. Like, he's, he's really being mocking. Hello again. It's me. I'm sure you know my name. Let me take a while. Let me talk. I do take a debased joy in speaking again to small human form heads. And then it gets <laughs> it gets to that point where it's like, where are you going? No, wait, listen. I was I was right at like how what how the fuck did you do that? Why are you leaving? Like he is just not happy about it at all. 
Yeah, it's definitely a change in tone, but he he does have some pretty awesome uh, name calling going yeah. on. Yeah, no, he he is he is he's like that. Um, he's he's what the nerd that always gets picked on imagines in his head, but like successful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll show them. I'll use my big words, and everyone will cheer. That's not what happens. <laughs> alright so shall we move on to the next card yeah uh, are you up take the next one alright Oryx defeated listen death is the last part of living and life is learning to die the song is the same as the singing the last truth commands me to eat all the light in the sky I will go on forever I will understand Dwell a moment on the weight of what you've done. Contemplate the story you just ended. Will you ever do anything that screams down the millennia? Will you ever hammer your will on the universe until it rings and rings and rings? Oryx was an awesome power. Show reverence. All right, enough. Enough. A vacancy has opened, hasn't it? How interesting. How very interesting. Do you ever pause, dear listener? To consider who benefits from all this heroism you commit? Do you ever look around you and feel the faintest chill? As if you are a tiny little ball bearing placed beneath a great mass. So that it might, if pushed, begin to roll? You're a god yourself now. You're consecrated, you're, or you've consecrated yourself. Emulate, or emulate me. Use your power to learn. There are worse things to practice being. And then from Agonart Carve, life is pain, pain is power, and power is life. Quote from Tolan the Shattered. Awesome. Well, um, that that brings us to an end of the, the cards. This was a bit of a shorter episode, but something we're doing now is in our Discord, which there should be a link just tweet at us if you want the link we'll get you the link in our discord every week we will offer up the topic and have a ask everyone you know what what uh questions do you have on this topic and we'll we'll ask them here on the end so uh our first question comes from dancing viru who says tolan seems to be totally convinced by the law of the jungle aka sword logic could he become a new agent of the darkness could he? Absolutely. Yes. Will he? I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I don't think so. Well, I actually think the Oryx defeated card makes a pretty decent argument at the end there. You're a god yourself now. You've consecrated yourself. Emulate me. Use your power to learn. There are worse things to practice being. Now, that that's not necessarily to say agent of the darkness, meaning like, I'm going to destroy the city and kill the travelers and... Uh, eat the guardians and nonsense like that, but to use the other power, to use the other side for his own personal gain, I could definitely I mean, see. I could, I could totally see that, but you know, I'll use the term that was referenced in one of the cards earlier. You know, he's not this emissary of the mm-hmm. the darkness. You know, yeah, he is not um, Oryx. No, um, I mean, I think it's possible. You know, but we, well, I mean, it's like Purple said, we don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I find it interesting because he started really diving into the hive before Eris went to the moon, yet he still helped Eris and the fire team on the moon. And throughout this, we've seen him calling out to people. We've seen him calling out to Osiris. We've seen him giving us advice, telling us about the court of orcs, telling us about orcs and how to defeat him. So he's not, like, so far, it seems like he's really dived into the way of the darkness, or what we would call the way of the darkness. Um, like Eris mm-hmm. comments, how using his kind of, I guess, magic from his journal, that she comments about it being darkness. Mm-hmm. So he obviously uses this form of power, and yet at the same time, he's not against the Traveler. He's not against us. Which I would kind of think, like, if you're an agent of the darkness, you're against the sky, you're against the light, where he seems to still be aiding and helping us as agents of the light. Right. I think he is helping us. I, th- I think he thinks he's hel- uh, he's helping us. Whether he actually is or not is a different subject. But I think from Tolan's <laughs> perspective, yeah, it gets convoluted. But um, well, actually, I think that uh, that, that... thinks he is. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say that. That sort of actually leads into another question that we have that came from Handsome Dragon. <laughs> uh, would you consider Tolan evil? Is he on our side? And what are his motives? Uh so you think you think you think that he thinks he's helping us? Yes, I think that the the from what we know about him, the way that he studies the hive and the way that he interacts, like he totally thinks he's better than us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like he he's kind of elitist, but he's still on our side. It's just that he's gone so far in t- getting into the way that the hive think in order to understand them that he's completely bought into the sword logic and he th- thinks that the only way to defeat them is from within yeah. um, so like you have to join the their ranks in order to topple them from within and that's i think that's one of the reasons why he freaks out so much when we do something that he didn't expect mm-hmm. because he's so inside the sword logic and inside the hive mindset that he can't think outside that bubble anymore Mm. so when we do something unexpected that goes against the sword logic or is just irrelevant to the sword logic he just like what (laughs) yeah i mean it's like he's been undercover for so many years and trying to achieve this goal and then all of a sudden just guardians walk in just someone walks in off the street just a a nobody like cop just walks in and (laughs) takes out the crime boss and then he's just like wait i did all this work and this is how i thought i had to get here and you just walked in and finished this like what is going on and and he i think at least from the way i read his like letters to us Mm -hmm. um he definitely seems like he's trying like he's still on our side like he's giving information on how to defeat let let me ask you then is it that he's on our side or is it that like this is the next step in learning more about the hive like is his full motive just to to fuel a greater and greater understanding of the hive where i don't think those things are mutually exclusive but that's like what i mean is like um when you find like a really like say it's hard to explain because like everything is so well known in reality right now, but I guess the best way to say is like a fish, 
you know, if a fish from like the deep, deep, deep depths was discovered and it's unlike anything else we've ever seen, scientists would, you know, they'd want to examine it. They'd want to poke and prod it and open it up and dissect it. And yeah. what if that is Tol- uh, Tolan's next step? But he can't exactly do that, so he's doing that through us. And uh, where is the line? I'm sorry. <laughs> he he makes the line about the vacancy and how it's uh, – oh, there it is. All right, enough, enough. A vacancy has opened, hasn't it? How interesting. How very interesting. Where it's sort of like he's discovered this fish actually has three hearts. How interesting. How very interesting. Like – I wonder mm-hmm. what would happen if I stabbed one of them. Would the other two work more? Would it literally just die from one heart failing or like something like that? Yeah. So once again, we're just kind of tools. And so he's just kind yeah. of out there in the the overworld, just watching mm-hmm. as a spectator and just like talking to us and guiding us through this and just watching us completely just mess up the hive like he's been studying the hive for so long it's like well now let's see what happens when we introduce like an extremely strong power of the light Hmm. like let's see what happens and what happens to the hive and the sword logic so really quick uh because that actually answered another question from average joe he asked is toland alive in oryx's realm the answer is sort of no sort of yes toland is sentient i wouldn't necessarily call him alive and he is in the overworld, which is sort of like the all-encompassing throne world of all the throne worlds. So he's in and out of Oryx's th- world, and you know all he's the other ones as well. He's also separated from his body, so he's yeah. that's that's what I mean by not alive. Anymore. He's sentient. He has thoughts and emotions and anger, <laughs> but. He's not he's not a physical body walking around examining things. Uh, but so let's let's actually ask another one of um, Dragon's questions uh, because of that as well. Uh, what are the chances of the orb of, from King's Fall being Toland guiding us? Now that had a lot of back and forth. People agreed on it pretty well, but there was a scene where. Uh, we see it, I think it was in Regicide, where we see the Orb of Light, and uh, our ghost goes, Hi, Oryx, and then it like disappears. So it sort of was like, was our ghost calling that, that ball of light Oryx in that moment? And uh, I personally disagree, because of the Lost to Light quest. Uh, the fabric of our world puckers and tears around the dreadnought. The seam of the fabric and the ruptures cracks allow Oryx to walk as he wills. Toland can be our guide, even in death. I think that's directly referencing the fact that we have had a guide this entire time. Yeah, I'm I guess it's plausible. Yeah. I would not be surprised if it turned out to be true one of the biggest struggles that um with with doing this lore analysis is that we we do sometimes hit up on the fact that it's a video game and sometimes things are put in because (laughs) you know game mechanics and so like was it put in because it's that's toland guiding us through king's fall was it put in because in some testing somewhere 
the, the fire team kept getting lost because they didn't know which way to go. And they were like, we need something to show them which way to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just like, seems odd that we would need something to show us where to go when it's mostly in narrow hallways, you know, where there's like really only one way to go and it's forward. We still have this light guiding <laughs> us. Like I think yeah, internally absolutely. someone said, hey, wouldn't it be neat if we like did this? And then someone's like, yeah, that would be. Like we can, we can def, like like and the it writing could be both. team. Like it, it could be like they wanted Tolan to guide us, and they were like, "Let's make a mechanic." Or it could be like, "We need this mm-hmm. mechanic. Let's make it fit the lore." You know? Yeah. That, like I'd like to think like like the writing team was like, "Hey, is there any way that we can sort of make like Tolan guiding the team?" And they're just the like the uh, dev team's like, "Well, what do you what do you exa- want exactly?" And there's like like just like an orb of light that just sort of hovers and then disappears. And they're like, "We can do that fucking easy. <laughs> like you got yeah. it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. That would be cool. Yeah, which because I think I remember when we were first going through Taken King and on, and I think we were talking about it being a bait star, and that was kind of our mm. idea at that point was that it was more of it was Oryx baiting us and kind of mm-hmm. trying to get us to come in further um, because he wanted to devour a light. And the same thing with um, on the Dreadnought, it would still make sense because his whole idea is at his court, people can challenge him and he accepts the challenge and kind of like, like he enjoys the challenge. So, so this whole time he's kind of baiting us forward, trying to challenge us mm-hmm. and put us down. Um, but the bait star is also used elsewhere where it's mentioned as being, I think in the Books of Sorrow, it's mentioned as being a trick that the Hive use, uh, that Sabathun and I think um, no, the, uh, the other the, sister uses. In the Book of Sorrows, the bait stars were like a jellyfish type creature, uh, sort of like a jellyfish and also angler fish, uh, where it would be this like light uh probe that would attract the proto hive to attack it and it would trick them into attacking it so that whatever the hell it actually was could eat them and uh yeah, and that's the bait star of the like sky of them well i mean that's just bait stars in general that's what they that's what they called them okay but, yeah because uh, i remember that being a term that we associated to those things at first mm-hmm. but i mean i think the other idea that i like a lot better would be that that is tolent guiding us through and helping us find our way i can see the bait star argument up until the raid because it's in the raid where um the final encounter you're fighting oryx to actually progress you need to step on every platform where the orb of light is if you fall off the platforms you can get back on you don't have to run the full length you just have to get back to the one that you've left off on and if you somehow skipped the platform, like if you had Bones of Ao and could have made a really long jump, it will not progress any further. You have to step on every platform. You have to connect every ball of light. And to do that, it just seems like Oryx is literally giving us the way to defeat him. Like, yes, he's accepting a challenge, but no, he's not going to give us the tool to defeat him. Yeah. Well, I think that's where I could lean towards it being Tolan, because we know Tolan was watching over the whole raid. We know he was watching us throughout all of it. Which um, was another one of, I just want to mention, another one of Average Joe's questions. Uh, was Tolan watching us fight and down Oryx? Uh, not yes. necessarily confirmed, but like it's sort of like that, like, yeah, it's it's pretty fucking confirmed. Like, there's I mean, if not... he didn't watch it live, then he obviously T-voted, because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to record this. 
does. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I'm busy right now, but I'm totally watching this later. Yeah. Well, it's, kind it's, of a, a random it, thought. It's definitely heavily um, implied. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I say, a random thought. We don't see that, that orb until after we leave Golgoth's chamber, do we? So, I mean, it could be that thing of, like, we're going along our way, and then we find, instead of going along the path that Toland expects us to, we go into the cellars, and while we're, like, there, once we get done there, he's like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, we... Like, no, we, go this way. We first, go this way. We first see it again when we get to the, um... God, I was trying the to think of... I was I was trying to think of what the actual uh, location is, but it's the dick wall. I can't think of the actual name. I know the totems are the, the basilica. I I can't remember what the dick wall is though. Oh well, dick I wall. Can't either, but that's where they first show up in the raid. Yeah, that's that's and where the that's through. yeah that is yeah. Uh, so let's move on to another question. Uh, most of these came from, uh, Dragon because he's just trying to sort of promote this uh, section but uh let's let's actually do a combo of average joe who asked do you think tolan was really not fun at parties and dragon who asked would you invite him to a house party so this round table I, everyone 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 give your opinion and your answer <laughs> i totally would like not a huge party but if i was having like a load on party where it's like you just want to chat with people i would invite tolan It'd be so cool to pick his brain. <laughs> All right, uh, Sentinel. Um, yeah, if you're throwing a kegger, he he ain't coming. Um, but uh, I mean, if it's like a small gathering, I could I could see it. Um, and I think he would be fun, but I get the Tol- I don't think Tolan's the kind of guy that would want to be in like a this huge blockbuster um, party. I think if it's a small social gathering, like I think. Like a fire team, like six to eight people, maybe max, and uh, he'd be <laughs> he'd fine. He'd be the creepy guy in the corner. Other, otherwise, it'd be way too too many people to contend with as far as uh, intelligence um, is concerned. Because he he he's a really big fan of being the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be his problem at a, a huge party. I think that if there's a huge like kegger. He's gonna be like, all these people are idiots. Why am I here? Yeah. Like, right. so below me. <laughs> yeah. So, so you don't think? So, would you invite him to a party? Or, and do you think he's fun at parties? Um. And yeah, I think he would be fun, depending on your definition of party. I mean, mm. I'm not a really big kegger person, so <laughs> I don't know if you guys guessed that. Um, okay. <laughs> um. I think he would definitely. He definitely reminds me of the conversations that I used to have in college. Like you stay up talking with your friend and it's like three o'clock in the morning and you like start talking right. about weird <laughs> philosophical stuff and you're like, why are we talking about this? Yeah. To- Tolin's totally that friend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See, I, I do not think he, I'm really, I am really torn I, I do not think he is fun at parties because exactly what uh, Sentinel started to say, he would just sort of be like, I'm the smartest guy in the room. Why am I here? Uh, but sort of as a counter, uh, Hood of the Spawn, 
Tolan cracked the rune, or led us to believe he did. I told him it was either that or the hive have a hell of a recipe for beer. So, <laughs> just saying, if the hive did in fact have a hell of a recipe recipe for beer, Toland would almost definitely know it. And I mean, if he's not bringing hive beer to the party, he's really not fun at the party. So, my invite to him is completely dependent on if he is bringing hive beer or not. I mean, because I, I like is it like a pale ale? Like what is it? I I'm very curious. Yeah, and for anyone wondering, I I can confirm and you can look it up on Instagram later. That is what the hood says. That yeah, is the no, exact I, flavor text. I, I was reading it. <laughs> I know, but when you hear that, it's yeah. like that doesn't sound like something that would be in this game. But like, it, it's real. The hive <laughs> have by a Omarica. The hive have a killer Belgian wheat beer. <laughs> <laughs> who was it who said the line about him not being fun at parties? It was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, after yeah. As, as our ghost was reading the um, after the journal or whatever, he, Tolan has that line like. Our light is so bright that if we were to go into the inner blah 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 sections of the dreadnought, it would be as a dying sun. I don't think he was much fun at parties. Yeah, but see, I feel like this really depends on what your definition of party is, because ghost really seems like a kegger kind of kind of guy, you know. <laughs> like, and I don't think Toland was at that kind of party. Do you think our ghost is is like a frat boy? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure there are ghost Absolutely. parties going on. I am on, sure. On, I am sure on. there are frat ghosts, but my ghost most certainly is not a frat ghost. <laughs> He's oh totally God. a frat ghost. Totally is. <laughs> he totally is. This, He's this like is, live tweeting. This is a discussion for party. another day. We are not getting into this. <laughs> so uh, we have another one from Average Joe. What was Tolan's motivation reasoning for trying to use the darkness? Um, uh, personally, I just think it was he looked at uh, the speaker and said, that guy's a jackass. I'm just going to do the opposite. <laughs> Could be. I see that partially being true, actually. Like not, not like 100%, but I feel like that was sort of like a very surface appearance of it at least just sort of like a rebellious i'm gonna do the opposite of the speaker which uh actually sort of leads into our last question from hansen dragon do you think tolan and osiris are friends working together or are friends or working together which uh we all know (laughs) osiris is no friend of the speaker either so could it be that they are in fact friends and sort of were like you know, when the speaker said, you know, Tolan's not allowed over the house anymore. Osiris ran away from home. <laughs> um, I think that might be a little too far to say that. <laughs> I don't know. The way that they're always portrayed when you, when you hear about Osiris and Tolan talked about from people who are still at the t- in the tower, mm-hmm. Osiris was like this hugely charismatic guy who had all these followers, and he became a threat. So you're saying like, he was fun at parties? He was fun at parties. Okay. He was probably the one throwing the parties, and that's what got him in trouble. <laughs> because the speaker clearly does not like parties. <laughs> no, he does not. 
Whereas Toland didn't really have many friends, right? Like he was just like, I'm either thinking he's too good for people and just like off reading his books and studying and like, I don't have time for you idiots. So he's just this real eccentric um, character when you juxtapose him next to Osiris. Because yeah. it's almost like the 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 former like football jock versus this weird emo kid, but they're both really smart, <laughs> right? So like, I don't necessarily know that they would be and like enemies. Um, they certainly seem to have shared research with each other, mm-hmm. but they could be antagonistic. Um, in each other, you know, against each other's uh, methods, even though they're sharing information. Well, I don't if, know if they still are sharing information. If everything, if everything we read about Toland is said to be true, there is a card that says how Toland has actually spoken with the darkness, like directly, and Osiris was very uh, interested in learning the motives and actions of the darkness I, I like if if that was true or even if if that was just like a very reasonable rumor like believable uh rumor i'm sure osiris on some level would have worked with toland to try to create that uh connection to the darkness as well to for himself yeah sure i mean i feel like they, he had to re like they had to know each other at some point at least in some capacity um, just from being in the tower, plus Toland does call well, out mean, to Osiris we, specifically. We don't know if they were in the tower at the same time. Like maybe Toland got kicked out beforehand. That's true, but I feel like with I mean this is assuming a lot. Um, but with Toland calling out to Osiris, um, it yeah. seems like he at least is aware of Osiris and he knows who Osiris is. Um, and for some reason wants to reach out to him. So I could see them either have like had been sharing knowledge in the tower if they were there at the same time well or that's, that's another uh, trying to reach out to him that's another possibility it sort of seems like like how we've 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 gone over this theme over and over again where toland feels like insanely superior to everyone but he's got this card where he's trying to contact osiris so what makes osiris so special what if it was actually osiris um uh, you know like how purple said he was very charismatic and stuff um what if Osiris inspired Toland to go forth into like to diving into the hive and when Osiris left that's why Toland adopted the shared uh, hatred of the speaker Toland gets kicked out so Toland might not be anyone Osiris knows you know because when you're speaking to a crowd of like 50 people you're not going to know everyone by name but Toland will know who Osiris is because he's the one person he's watching one person, you know. Right. Yeah. Osiris yeah, was the cool kid in the tower. Does not Osiris get compared to Toland in the Osiris card? Yeah. Uh, the speaker, the uh, assumably the narrator being the speaker, says, "I fear that you become like Toland with the Vex, as he was the Hive, or something right. along those lines." So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says like and. Uh, um, it's followed up with, uh, it's something very precise. It's like, I've heard your insane theories about like 
pits and hive kings and of crota or something like that and it's just like which i which i can't not believe or i can't deny something like that um so it it kind of validates his madness to an extent but at the same time he's being compared to toland yeah uh the exact quote is i fear you have become obsessed with the vex as toland was with the high oh wow i almost got that almost exact uh, I've heard your own insane prophecies about pits and hive dead kings and of Crota, which now I cannot deny. So, no matter what, Crota came after Osiris. Right, yeah. Like, that, that's confirmed. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it's sort of hard to place them on a timeline, though. It's, it's still a bit up in the air. Which I like. We'll find out more, like later in time. We'll find out. We'll find out more as we go on. Yeah. All right. Um. And that's it. So, for people who have listened uh, this far, I should have really uh, posted this at the beginning. Uh, we are. We are still gonna try to remember to do this. We're doing so many new things. It's hard to keep track. Uh, tweet at Destiny Lorecast. Hashtag all shucks if uh, you enjoyed this episode. Get it? Cause he, he shucked his mortal body. <laughs> shucks. I, that was very clever. Yeah. Yeah, Go was, home, Anon. I am home, so now I'm going to read the outro. This Thanks for listening. Nothing without me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lurcast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter at Destiny Lurcast. And like I said, you should tweet at us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, so please give us your thoughts and theories. If you'd like to help us grow, go leave us a review on iTunes. And if you'd just like to make us happy, go leave us a review on whatever app or format or wherever the hell you're listening to this. I don't care if you're listening to this on a tree, carve it into the tree, and then tweet us a picture of it. Don't do that. Someone's actually gonna like carve a review into a tree. Don't don't hurt a tree. You can find us in other great podcasts such as the Destiny Down Under, RNG Cast, Mess of Breakdowns Podcast, Rebel Hole Radio, and DTR Podcast, all in the DR, DTR network. <sighs> uh, really quick before we get to the guests, remember the code word email destinylorecast at gmail.com. More cowbell with your address for a chance to enter to get the Cade Six figure. But now, more importantly, Sentinel Dad, uh, plug the Sundowners charity stream one more time. Absolutely. So we're going to be starting at 8 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, May the 20th. Um, we're going to be streaming for 24 hours with all those awesome podcasts I mentioned earlier and streamers. Um, it's all going to be hosted at our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash sundownersgaming. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Sundowner Gaming uh, for all the updates. Um, if you want to reach me on Twitter, it's just at Sentinel Dad with an extra D on the end. I stream a couple days a week too. Just search for Sentinel Dad and you'll find me on Twitch. And you can find me on Discord, especially on the Destiny Lorecast Discord. <laughs> and Anonpeg is really fucking lazy. So he probably won't put the link in the description of this episode. But nope. if you tweet at me, I will get it to you. No, I am going to forget. It is it is way too new for me to remember to add that as one of the links. Because really what I actually do now, I, I am so lazy about it. I copy and paste from the episode beforehand, and then I say, listen to the new episode, over. and that's it. 
I, like some podcasts they like give you like a five paragraph essay about like what the episode's about like now just listen to the new episode you'll figure it out <laughs> wait why you isn't know? there just a permanent link on the hlocast twitter page because there used that... to be one yeah, well, that was when we were trying to do it, and now like our bio, our bio is filled, and our bio has all our individual tweeters on it, and I sort of like that, you know, because it's like we're, like, you know, everyone's important, you know, go follow everybody. Everybody's tweeting super cool things. Speaking of the Discord, there is hashtag announcements where you can keep track of all my doings. Uh, you don't you get know, enough of him on Twitter. Yeah. It's pretty much just all my tweets that I think are funny. <laughs> so so when I when I when I'm like, hey, what was that thing I said? I can just go on to hashtag announcements and uh, <laughs> find it. <laughs> but the first back... announcement, I got coffee. Yeah, I, I did get coffee. It was not good. I there's this Dunkin' Donuts uh, near where I work, and there were, there used to be three, but one of them got transferred. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts girls that know my order and I love them. They're all amazing uh, because they they just make my order. It's really simple. And this Dunkin' Donuts I go to near in my town is awful. It has the same woman. I went there every day for a week, and I'm like, can I have my coffee? Eight creams, four sugars, and I don't fucking oh my god, eight creams. Like shut up. Uh, same thing every fucking day. And every time, she has a new way of fucking it up. It's like eight creams, four sugars. Just cream, no sugar? No, eight creams, four sugars. What the fuck? Like, next day, eight creams, four sugars. Four creams, eight sugars? No, no, come on. It's simple. You should, you should have her do, do the Neff soft, soft opening of the next episode. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fuck it up. God damn. But either way, we're, we're getting really off track because... If you can't tell by my swearing, I am tired. <laughs> so, Guardian, where can we find you? You can find me at Guardian21 on Reddit and Twitter. Okay. And you can also find me rambling in the Destiny Lorecast Discord now. So, really quick, because um, that's all you—that's all you're gonna get. You made something. Tell us, tell us what you made, like really quick. Like you got like ten seconds, and I'm already counting down. So, Purple, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Purple Chimera. You can find me on the Ishardaf.net if you want to read my summaries or any of the grimoire cards that you heard on this episode. You can find me on Rabbit Hole Radio and here on Destiny Lorecast. Awesome. Guardian made a website. Yes. Uh, and you can find me at Anonpig on Twitter. And you can find me in the destiny Lorecast discord and you can find me in the dad tales podcast discord and you can find me in the order and of the is in all of the discord discords. and you can find me in the tracker network discord you can find me in the babe squad discord i don't really talk there because oh i feel weird talking there uh you can find me in the destiny community podcast discord you can find me in the rng cast discord you can find me in the sundowners discord you can find me in sir wallen's the lore seekers discord and, and he makes fun of me for being on three podcasts. <laughs> I don't make fun of you. Yes, You're just you super pretentious about it. <laughs> hey, now I have, like, I have audio perfect, proof. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like anytime, anytime someone's like, Purple Chimera is so nice. Nuh-uh. Play. <laughs> <laughs> so the extent of her being mean. <laughs> yeah. 
took all the effort. So let's let's play that out. Take have a good one, Guardians. Uh, um. Oh wait, no, actually, not have a good one. Well, have a good one. But first, I just want to say because it's like on the eve of the. Actually, technically, it is the eve of my departure for LA. And the last time I was like, like cranky and stuff, and I didn't really get to say thank you to anyone, everyone. Maybe I did, and I just forgot about it. Either way, I just wanted to thank everyone again for absolutely making it possible. You know, I I owe everywhere I am and everywhere I'm going to the community. So thank you to everyone, which is not easy for me to say. So bye. (laughs) Bye. Hello. I am a non-pig. I can't believe you got invited to the premiere. That's super awesome. You're not allowed to do that. Too bad. No, you're not allowed to do that. I thought you were supposed to be mean. You're supposed to be mean. You're supposed to be mean. <laughs> Didn't you listen to my intro with Dad's Tales? It does not work. That is what inspired me. <laughs> so, take two.